Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack podcast where we download this week's gaming news. You already know, we bring it straight to you. This is episode 53, right? Did I get that right? Yeah, 53, going. right? Going strong, Cinco guys. Trace. I don't think that's how I'm you so say proud it. of yourself. I know. No, I there you go. That, that okay. Sounds, that I, sounds I, I know Chris. I, uh, you know. Man, I took Spanish for Bro. eight years. Bro, we live in New Britain. I mean, come on. Or we grew up in New Britain. Obviously. Anyways, <laughs> it's the Expansion Pack Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice, joined by my lovely co-host, starting off with my boy over here to the right. It's uh, Mr. Goopmaster Flex. How you doing today? You're in the Stay gooping. All right. All right. And uh, It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> Can't forget it. Can't forget it. All right. And then uh, down below, we got my boy over here, Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. How you doing? Eh, you know, I'm tired, but, you know, we are here for the games. Let's talk about them. A lot of shit to talk about today, y'all. Lots. There's a lot to talk about. You know, uh, we, we did miss last week's episode uh, due to the Thanksgiving holiday. So, um, you know, to all of you out there listening, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys had a great time with your families. I uh, hope you guys, well, for those of you in the U.S. at least, you know, hope you had a great time with your families. Filled up on uh, some turkey and all the stuffings and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into it, guys. What what have you guys been playing this week? You know, and again, we we missed a week, so you know maybe we might have some new things coming up. <laughs> I know Black Friday deals hit, some Cyber Monday deals hit. Uh, do you guys pick up anything? You guys playing anything in particular? Manny, start off with you. Yeah, and I know you can probably attest to this too, Denzel. But that Guardians of the Galaxy game. It was on sale for a hot 30 beans at Best Buy, so it caught me real quick. And I've been enjoying that, definitely, for the last uh, weekend. And um, before that, while uh, during the week I was gone, uh, I think it was probably just more like chilling on Riders Republic, a little bit of Forza and all that kind of stuff. So a little casual gaming before. Okay, okay. Um, Well, Chris, what about you, man? What have you been playing? Um, obviously Destiny, but aside from that, um, yeah, like Goop said, I've been actually playing a lot of Forza too. Um, I still suck, but it's, it's, uh, the, you know what it is about that game, man? You know, like how when people go for a drive and it's therapeutic and it's just like, it's calming and it's nice. Forza has a, that about it where like the free roam, you don't really have to be doing anything per se. And you're still having a kind of a good time. I actually like, you know, exploring and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's cool. It's a good, a good way to kind of like not be doing anything crazy like FPS or something that you got to really like have high tension in or anything like that. You just get in mm-hmm. there, drive, and just have a good time. You know? It's definitely a vibe. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can attest to that as well. Forza is definitely, uh, one of those games you can just kind of mellow out and just drive and yeah, man. have a lot of fun too. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I guess I'm going to echo basically what both of you guys said in a lot of ways. <laughs> I, I have been playing some Forza, um, not nearly enough, to be quite honest. I really want to get in there and do some of the, like, the, what are they called? I, they're not called playground games, are they? That would be too on the nose because that's, like, the name of the studio. Are you talking about, like, the um, the mode where people create their own modes? No, like there are certain parts if you look in the world where like you can go there and like there are random game modes. That, so they they have the game creator mode too, 
but it's just like random modes that you guys do, like the tag and all that other stuff. But I think it's called playground games. Like, I think it's uh, literally called that. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called either. It does have a special spot on the map, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's a though. bigger emblem than the other ones. Yep, it is. Yeah, but it's it's a ton of fun. Like, yeah, I uh, we gotta get in there. We all gotta get in to play that. But aside from that, uh, I've been playing Halo Infinite, having a fucking amazing time with that. Uh, Battlefield 2042, even though for whatever reason it's been getting a lot of hate online, I think that game is a ton of fun. I've been playing that with you, Manny, and uh, some of our other friends. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, Manny, Guardians of the Galaxy, that game is way more fun than I was expecting it to be. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, we were when we did our episode on uh, E3 and all that stuff, when we were watching it live and it got announced... You know, we were, I remember I was excited for it, but then at the same time, I was like skeptical about it. I was definitely skeptical, man. I was, I was like, no, I, after, after Avengers, I was disappointed and betrayed. So I, I that's exactly this, what I was expecting was, was an, yeah. another Avengers level game. But like, this is, this is like really sleeper, the uh, sleeper of the year for me, like easily. Mm-hmm. This game is way better than I would have ever expected it to be. Way better than I think it has any business being. Um, I'm hearing yeah. it has Mass Effect. I was ju- I was just gonna say that it's crazy. I, it, it very much is like Mass Effect to me. Like the the there's like trees of, of conversation that you can pick through. Also like controlling each guardian in combat is like its own right, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's very very good. Uh, I personally, if I was to give it a score, I'd say like it's flat out like a nine nine out of ten. Oh like, wow. Mm-hmm. It's really I connected that definitely. Damn, really y'all story. Bro, the game yeah, is crap. Really I've been good. playing that game for the Damn. past two days straight. I probably logged that at least like a good twenty-five hours of non-stop. Ma- um, I was about to say Mass Effect, but Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy gameplay. Like, I, yeah, I think the game is still twenty-five dollars on Amazon right now. So, mm-hmm. it. I think a lot more people are going to be talking about this game now that it's on sale than they were before. Because I remember when it first came out, it got a ton of positive reviews. And I was still skeptical about it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, getting it at the price that $25, like, you know, for, for what essentially should amount to a $70 game. Also, just want to say, the game is beautiful. Like, ray tracing mode. Bro, the graphics look insane. Insane. Bro. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird that we're not talking about this game enough as, like, an industry. But, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes that's how it is, but I definitely wanted to to shout the, shout them out. Um, you know, Square Enix like really killed it with that game. Like I don't know where the disconnect was between that and like the Avengers game. They should have had this team doing both games. I don't know what mm-hmm. was going on, but um, yeah, it's like a stark difference. Stark. Uh, no pun intended there. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so uh. Yeah, you know that was that's what we're playing. Let's uh let's let's get into let's get into the flow of things here. So we're just gonna get started with Chris's segment here. Take it away, hey. my boy. It's really getting cold outside now, y'all. It's uh quite chilly indeed. I've broken out my winter jacket and gloves and the whole nine. Need some long johns. Now here's an icebreaker. You know what I'm saying? Game Awards coming up soon, huh? If um, you gentlemen could pick your own category 
added to the list of awards to give out during the night, what would it be and why? Okay, okay. Well, you already going to start it off for us? Um, <laughs> all right. So I know my answer is never going to get chosen. It's fine. It's cool. It's my answer. But I'm heavily inspired off of uh, Squid Games recently, right? I would love to see them do, because, and this is the thing, too, I looked at it. It doesn't, they don't call themselves the Video Game Awards. It's called the Game Awards, right? Okay. So, I mean, it'd be cool if they deviated a little bit to kind of add a little bit more of an entertainment factor. Follow me for a second. Follow me. It'd be dope to see them come up with an activity and watch a team of people play against each other for a segmented amount of time on hmm. on the award show. I would very much enjoy that. And I, would, I wouldn't I would want to see regular shit either. I want to see unique stuff kind of like how we saw in Squid Games. I don't want nobody dead. We ain't shooting nobody. We ain't doing that. But, you know, yeah, you know, let me see somebody, you know, try to carve something out of something or let me see some crazy acrobatic something. I think that'd be a really cool entertainment piece for the the uh, Game Wars. Okay, really, so you, really so you want them to do that. like a bit, like a... A bit, but something that's also taken seriously. Like the person who won, like they they won and like they will be recognized for it, yada, yada, and hell, if they wanted to, they could um make it a thing, I guess, annually. We're like, it's like, all right, this per- this team won last year. Who will dethrone this team? I don't even know what you would call the activity. Um, in person gaming, <laughs> like, what do you? I call think that? it would be dope. That's a cool idea if they use like upcoming content creators and be like, all right, you got all these upcoming content creators. Ah, yeah. And then you know you yeah. put them on these little mini games, and then next thing you know, the winner gets their little shout out and little clout. You know, that's not a bad idea. But you have to. I feel. I get where you're where, where you're coming from with it, Chris. Like, but I feel like the essence of it still needs to tie into a video game. So I can see them doing like, I don't know, maybe like a like a tournament of some sort with like Fall Guys or or like theming it after Fall Guys or something along those lines, like a game that would be pertinent to that time. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'm going for gusto, man. I want to see people in jumpsuits and <laughs> jumping over obstacles. So you Yo, want to see Fall Guys in real life, is what you're saying? Yes. He said yes. we want to see people yes. perish okay. destroyed. Oh, no, I just think it's a cool little break in the actual video gaming for the night. I'm not talking about a thing that takes a lot of time. Maybe like a 10, 15-minute thing. Then you go right back to the rest of the award show, and then mm-hmm. that's it. You know? You, you know what show they need to bring back? I swear this was like a show a long time ago because I used to watch it. If you say what I think you're going to say, I'm going to lose my mind. I, it's, it's, not, it's probably not going to be it. But I remember it was like... I mean, you guys seen Hell's Kitchen, right? It was like a Hell's Kitchen style show, but for gaming. And like, they'll have these like little competitions weekly of like them, like, for example, playing like a racing game, whoever wins, you know, is safe. And then other people get eliminated, whatever, like that kind of stuff. I feel like they should bring that kind of show back. I feel like everything you guys are talking about is something that will probably be on G4. Like, (laughs) it probably was on G4. I think it was on G4. Speaking of which, it, one of the things that when you talked about an old show, the first thing that came to my mind was American Ninja Warrior, like in regards to what Chris was describing with people in jumpsuits oh, and doing this, that, or the other, or like Wipeout or some shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't talking about anything like that, but like just something unique and cool, man. I don't know. Because the thing about Squid Games that was dope was that the only game that we could look at it in that whole entire series that we knew of really was Tug of War. All the other shit was kind of 
something else either culturally or just a game, a different game entirely. Like, I don't even know what you call that bridge, the the, the glass panel bridge game. What, what is that even called? What What is that? Uh, you, I, I, again, we don't need that at the game, yeah, we definitely game awards. But <laughs> no, we don't need that. It was, it was, was unique. They're in a harness is when they're fun, you know, so you have them tied up to a cable or something. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> that's, that's definitely interesting. I would love to see that implemented some way, but yeah. yeah. At least have it like built up into like, you know, until the week of the awards. That would be a good idea. Yeah, like that would Instead actually happen all at one night because yeah, kind of be a little too yeah, much yeah. Me. That would be that would be cool. Like it'd be like a, a thing that's being built up and sponsored by the game awards, and then the finale, like like the the two teams like final event would be the thing yeah. that happens at the game awards. That would be cool. That'd be really like cool. the, the other ones on YouTube and shit, like the semifinals and all right. that stuff if they wanted to for promo. But right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hey Jeff, if you listening, bro. With Jeff Keeley, you, you know, know whatever we talk about, you should come to light, Jeff. Hey, man, cut, cut us on the, the creative team. You know, you know, make this hot. You know, yeah. And then cut the check. Cut the check. Um. Oh, all right, man. <laughs> what's uh? What's your idea, bro? Um. Well, for a category that I think should be implemented is like a like a map, multiplayer map design. I think we should get like a multiplayer map design. For a, that last a game, year. I said that last year. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it as a bad oh, thing. I, I remember you talking about that last year, so it makes sense that oh, that okay. would still be on your mind. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was going to say, you know, rewind a bit. No, 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 <laughs> no. But yeah, I think um, definitely like there's a lot of great multiplayer maps and a lot of bad ones, and I feel like you know they should have their own recognition in some games. Like especially in some situations, I know like Doctor Disrespect uh, actually. Um, design one of the maps so like you know if it's like a small creator like that to get their little recognition of just well not small creator Dr. Respect is big but you know like just <laughs> that kind of stuff but you know sometimes you got a great map like Rust and Modern Warfare 2 or you know all the, all the stuff I feel like that should you know be something that's recognized <laughs> when he said Rust it hit me <laughs> when, <laughs> I know you when he said Rust you know <laughs> you Chris, Chris Russ grew on me, man. I hated it at first, and then after a few games, I was like, "Yo, hey, yo, Russ caught a fire, yo! I ain't gonna hold you. Like, this is a good ass map. Mm. It's the verticality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's the it's nice. I, feel I remember it. running up to the top and then popping a quick 360. Yeah, man, man, Russ is fire. Um, okay, so. I honestly, three three things just popped into my mind, and I I honestly kind of want to say them all. I'm, par- I'm going to partially use Chris, well, take Chris, because he didn't really, technically Chris didn't say category, so I'm going to, like, say one for him, I guess you could say. But three things that come to mind. First thing, it's, like, real obvious, but, like, I want a, like, a best graphics award. I feel like that'd be dope. Mm, like, yeah. that's something we should be doing. Um, the second thing that's more, more um, less, I guess, less shallow than the graphics thing is, I see here that they have, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but there's an Innovation and Accessibility Award, right? <clears throat> I want to see some version of, like, a innovation in technology or, like, I don't know, innovative or technological achievement award, something along those lines, something that specifically isolates, like, a, a game engine or some sort of design philosophy, whether it's... um 
like AI or the graphics. Like, like for example, I think if there was something like this this year, Forza Horizon 5 would be the game that would win it, right? Like excellence in technological achievement or something along those lines. Like they absolutely crushed the graphics of the game. The game is buttery smooth, like all those things, you know, like it's it's just an amazing game in a package. Um, and if again, and we'll get we'll probably get into this topic a little bit, too. But if a game like that can't be nominated for game of the year, I think that there should be room for the technological achievement of it. Um, so I yep. think that, that would be something that I'd really, really, really love to see uh, Jeff implement. And then the last one I would say. Um, this would probably be more of like a niche category, but Chris, I know, you know, we've discussed and because many mentioned rust, it's what pops into my head, but like some sort of category to recognize creators who, who use gaming to create art. So mm. like, for example, um, I forget the, you're, you're probably gonna have to, uh, I know what you're talking about, Mr. Moon, Mr. Moon. Exactly. I knew it was Good like a star Mr. or something Moon. like that. Yeah. Someone like Mr. Moon, um, people like Rooster Teeth who did Red versus Blue, like the idea of taking yep. video games and making an art form out of it, um, whether that's, I don't know, I guess, I guess some people who do things in Minecraft would probably fall into that category too, right? Making certain worlds yeah. that are just unbelievable. Um, so whether yeah. that's like creating a world, creating a, a, a TV show or a movie or something like that within a video game, I think that there should be some recognition for people who do that type of stuff because... I think a people don't know that it exists. So you'd be opening people's eyes to it on a very large scale. Absolutely. Like the game awards is something Absolutely. that millions and millions of people watch across the world. So you'd be giving people that, that platform. Um, and, you know, obviously it's just a really cool thing. So I think <clears throat> it just needs to get recognized. People need to get uh, promoted for their hard work on that type of stuff. So. I, I love that one. It's funny when you mentioned that, it reminded me of a, uh... There's this this person, I can't remember the name of the channel, but they put up this, it's like a Pokemon story. And they make 3D models of all these Pokemon. And the story is friggin' hilarious, bro. Like, just mad violence and stuff and random shit that goes on in the story. Mm -hmm. But literally, like, it takes him so long to make them. He might do one, like, every six months type of thing or whatever. But when they come out, it's good quality, and they get better every time. And I'm like, yeah, this is dope, man. I love this stuff. So, yeah, I would love to see somebody like that get recognized in that way, too. Yeah, that'd be really dope, man. I like that. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. I'm. I, part of me feels like, at the very least, the second one that I mentioned, like the, the technology, uh, technological achievement, may be something that we'll see in the future. And I think specifically because of Forza Horizon and all the controversy around that. But, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was a great icebreaker. Uh, Chris, thank you for that questioning. And obviously right. it lines right up into, uh, the, you know, really what we're going to be talking about this episode, which is the game awards nominations. So a couple weeks back <laughs> before Thanksgiving, uh, you know, Jeff dropped the nominations and obviously like we kind of discussed, there's, there's some controversy around it. So we're going to go, down the list of each category we're going to give our predictions and um you know just have a, a general conversation about it pretty much just mm -hmm. like we did last year so with that being said we're going to start off with the best esports game started uh or presented i should say by grubhub there's gonna be gonna be a couple of these little promos in here um so mm -hmm. first game on the list is call of duty uh then we got csgo dota 2 League of Legends and Valorant. So, 
Manny, I think you're probably the the closest to an esports person here. So I'll start with you. What do you what's your pick? I like how you say I'm the closest to esports, but I'm trash at games. No. Nah. But <laughs> you're not wrong. Um so um out of these games, I would say probably my favorite esports game to watch personally is CSGO. So I'll say that's my pick just because I know Valorant is like a reskin of CSGO with um, abilities, but there's just something about CSGO, that originality that makes the game so good, especially since it's not relying on abilities and stuff like that. Mm. That makes the game competitively great because that game like relies strictly on aim and reaction time and stuff like that. Whereas Valorant is like, yeah, you might catch a couple cheese moves with like, um, you know, with your abilities and everything like that. So I just got to give it to CSGO. Okay. Okay. Feel that. Uh, Chris, what about you, man? Um, I, I guess I would have to agree with Manny. Um, it's funny too, because like I, I watched a lot of like different videos of people playing that game. I can't really say I find the videos exciting because it's not really something I would sit there and watch a whole stream of. I can't do that. But in terms of precision and watching how the game unfolds and like what exactly what exactly is going on, yeah, that game is 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 kind of wild in terms of how pinpoint you kind of have to be because it's mm-hmm. either you got the shot or you die. Um, there's not a lot of games that I know of. Y'all probably would know more than I would. That games that kind of like put you under that kind of pressure, I guess. But like. <laughs> I don't know. It's almost one of those things where it's like whenever I see one of those uh, gameplay videos, it's like if you get your eye on that person first and your, re- your reflexes are fast enough, you got them. Yeah. And like, it's even one of those things where it's like, I don't even know if, um, you know, older folks can even like tussle in that like playground, you know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, as you get older, you kind of lose a little bit of your motor skills and all that kind of stuff. And like, it, it, that kind of gaming caters to like a younger person, I would say, right? So it's like it's just a crazy way to think about it. Like, yeah, that I would have to go see this girl. It's just there's there's there is nothing I see like you said. There's not really cheese I've ever seen in that game. Halo's like that in essence too, because I was telling you that like it's just there's no cheese that I could think of really in the game. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, CS:GO is yeah, not my kind of game, but I I respect it for what it is because yeah, that game's hard as fuck. I can already tell. <laughs> No business, no business being in them lobbies at all. Nah. Mm-hmm. I feel you. For me, I would actually. It, it's funny because all of the things you guys said, <clears throat> I attribute to Valorant, and it's obviously like Valorant is heavily inspired by CS, so it makes sense. But um, I guess I have more of an appreciation for it because I played Valorant recently. You know, like well, not recently, last year with you, Manny, and like. It was hard. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> it was so hard. Yeah. You're on MMK, right? Yeah, you're, you're stuck to mouse and keyboard. And then, so, you know, it's like his first time playing mouse and keyboard. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't my first it time. First time? Oh, okay. It wasn't my first time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you in the spot. It was my first time. I mean, I should say it was my first time because at least I have something to get away with. But no, nah, it wasn't my first time. I just, I just sucked. <laughs> I'd like catch a kill here and there, but mm, I just suck, man. And I think the element of it wasn't just shooting, right? Like CSGO, like you had the element of the abilities and like really maneuvering around with that. Like it it became more of a chess match than CSGO, in my opinion, because of those abilities. So to me, I think it's more entertaining and interesting to play and watch Valorant as opposed to really any of the other games on this list here. Um, 
I guess I don't, I don't really have too much experience with League of Legends, so and I don't really care too much for um, MOBAs, so I got to get into League. I won, but like I feel like I'm just so far in, and well, it's so far in, it's kind of like too late, but mm-hmm. I feel you on that. Um, uh, all right, so we're uh, jumping up to the next topic here. To be quite honest with you guys, we're, we're going to skip the content creator of the year because no. we're all talking in the pre-show. We aren't... T- too familiar with the people on this list? No, no. we're I, not uh, talking about them because we should be there. <laughs> right, we should be there. Expand your pack next year. Pop that up right on there. Um, but yeah, so next category is uh, innovation in accessibility, presented by Chevrolet. So uh, sure. they basically describe this as um, th- kind of similar to what I was talking about in the icebreaker, right? Like this, this is just wanting to recognize developers who've went out of their way to innovate in accessibility, making games more accessible for, for people who need it. Um, so for example, in, in Forza Horizon 5, uh, they have like, in some of the cutscenes, they they have the ability to have someone doing sign language to you know, kind of show you, I guess, what's what's being said on the, on the um, in the game for those who can't, who are hard of hearing. So you know, it's kind of cool things like that. There's also a couple different settings um, that I think the industry as a whole has really been dedicating some time to to make things more accessible for for gamers. I know a couple years ago we talked about the uh, Xbox um, accessibility controller. I, I forgot the exact yeah. name, but basically that was a big breakthrough. Um, I, I think Microsoft won a ton of awards on that. It definitely helped out a lot of gamers. So there's been a huge push on that since then. Um, I'm going to be quite honest with you, though. I'm not entirely sure what all of these games have done for accessibility. So I'll just read off all the uh, nominees here. So Far Cry 6, first one. Of course, Forza Horizon 5, as we mentioned before. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Ratchet & Clank, Rifts Apart. And The Veil, (laughs) Shadow of the Crown. So out of all those games, The Veil is the one I know the least of. Honestly, if I was to pick out of the ones that that are there based off of what I know, I would probably pick Forza because I found the the sign language stuff to be very interesting. And that's more special to me because I've um actually just started learning sign language, so it's I I found it to be pretty cool. Um been teaching that to my my son as well, so it's just an interesting bit, I guess you could say. But Chris, I'm going to start off with mm. you, I guess, uh afterwards. What which out of these would you be interested in or at least say would be a winner? I don't know. I kind of have a problem with how the, um, the nominations are set up because I kind of feel like if you're going to give us the game, you should also tell us what in the game I agree. is. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to kind of say. I, I, I will agree with you when you say that, you know, Forza does have a lot of advancements in terms of, like, technological advancements and all that kind of stuff. But, like, accessibility. When I think about that stuff, I'm thinking about the folks who might not have the easiest time gaming like how maybe we do, and they might need something else. I can't think of a. I don't know. I'm I'm a little stumped on this one. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm a little stumped on it. Uh, I I feel like I don't have enough information. Yeah, no, no, I hear you, and that's and that's why I, I really <laughs> only picked Forza because I know, like, it was something that that stuck out to me, knowing that you know you had sign language, an option to for sign language to pop up, so you could yeah. see what was going on. I found that to be interesting, but. Truthfully, I don't know enough about what's what else is there, so I I, I definitely feel you on that one. Yeah, man. Manny, what about you, man? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna echo 
um, what you said, just because it is pretty dope to have like a dedicated sign language because not so many games would have a sign language feature for their accessibility options. And I feel like that's pretty like innovative itself. Um, I don't know if that's like the first game to have it com- exactly, but um, I think it might be. I really do. And, and, and I know they have like some settings, like, you know, like being able to actually like steer for you and everything like that. So I'll, I'll give, I'll give it Forza, you know. Okay. Okay. All right, Forza, holding it down. The same thing going to be the last time we talk about Forza today. I'm sorry, guys. That's all right. Um, All right, so moving on to the next topic here, guys. Um, Something we're definitely a little bit more familiar about. Uh, So it's the most anticipated game. This one's presented by Amazon Prime Gaming. Um, First first nominee here we've got is Elden Ring. Uh, Then we got God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, (laughs) <laughs> the sequel to the legend of zelda breath of the wild and of course starfield so where are we going here guys this this is this might be a little bit of a tougher one i'm gonna just yeah, say for me for, sure. for me it's starfield because i think the the possibilities and the way that bethesda has been talking about this as kind of like a fallout in the stars and being able to go from planet to planet and like it being this immense universe. I'm extremely interested in seeing what this is all about. So um, yeah, for me, Starfield is hands down my most anticipated for next year. So Manny, what about you? It's hard because like for me, it's in between God of War and Horizon Forbidden West. The reason for it is because God of War, we don't even know if when's the release date, so we don't know how close it's gonna be. True. Whereas for Horizon for Red of Us, it's like okay, we got to February twenty second, I think. So that's like has it has its release date. We know when it's coming out unless they push it back, which I hope they don't. Um but I think overall I'm gonna have to go with God of War just because God of War twenty I think it was twenty eighteen was my favorite God um not only God of War, but like video game all time in my opinion i had like one of the greatest stories ever in my opinion and as well as like the gameplay was great and the characters i loved and all that kind of stuff so i can't wait to see how like the sequel rolls out on ragnarok story so go god of war all right <laughs> surprised you didn't say Elden ring man huh. yeah Elden no. ring's nice but like i said God of War is my favorite, like one of my favorite franchises, and like I said, the last God of War was like my favorite game of all time. So that yeah. definitely, I feel you, I feel you. Well, Chris, what about you, man? Um, this was a really hard category, man. I was really stuck between uh, Horizon and Starfield because don't get me twisted, God of War looked dope, but like. I, I gotta agree with a lot of the detractors that say it kind of looks like the sec- the last game, but just a little bit better. Whereas you see what you see with Horizon, and it looks fire, and you can see where they've upgraded from the last game, right? The, the reason why I guess I give a slight edge to Starfield is because Horizon has always been a PlayStation game. Nobody has ever had any other kind of expectations for it other than that, except for the actual game itself. When it comes to Starfield, it's still a pretty fresh wound that... Bethesda has gone over that Microsoft. So I would argue with Starfield's release, there's a shit ton of people really rooting for it to succeed, and then there's an equal amount of people rooting for it to fail now that that it's not available on PlayStation. I think those numbers 
tip the scale because you're not only just talking about positive um, anticipation. You're also talking about negative anticipation. So it's kind of like all around the board when it comes to Starfield, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Whereas Horizon doesn't really have that kind of pressure attached to it. Their pressure is more or less beat the last game, right? And Starfields is more like, oh, Microsoft bought out Bethesda, and you could tell that they were really excited for this game to be exclusive to their platform. Either it's going to really do well, and the people who have it are going to be happy, or it's going to fucking flop, and the people over there who can't play it are going to be like, oh, see, we told you, man. Like, you could already see where this is kind of going with Starfield. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, um, I have faith, like how you said. You know, I do think that this is going to be a knockout of the park, and I think it's actually going to force people to go buy some consoles, like how people used to have to do a Last of Us. Mm. But I, I don't know, something about that positive and also negative anticipation, I think, gives it the slight edge. Because I don't think we're talking about haters or anything with any other games in this category, but there's going to be some people who are going to talk shit about Starfield just because it's not on Sony. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, just because. So... Uh, yeah, that's that's my that's my my answer right there for sure. Personally, the the biggest reason why I think Starfield will win actually has more to do with just the fact that we don't know anything about it. <clears throat> I mean, we don't know a lot about the Breath of the Wild game, but I feel like I feel like we kind of already know what to expect because it's essentially a sequel to something that we've already had. Um, but all these other games, like Elden Ring, we've seen enough by now, so we know what to expect there. Ragnarok, we've seen enough, and most people have said, you know, it looks like more of the same, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, and then Horizon Forbidden West, we've seen a decent amount on as well. Starfield, we've barely seen much of anything. And, you know, we've gotten we've gotten some promises from Todd Howard, or at least not, not even some promises, really. I wouldn't even go that far, but some, uh, I guess, ideas around what they're aiming for, but we really don't know that much about the game, so... I think ultimately that's why this one will end up winning out. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely something. I, one of the categories I'm put a little star next to because I'm very interested to see where that's going to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, but uh, no jumping in. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that one this time, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't mean to do that one. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, we got best multiplayer game. So this is a this is an interesting category. Um, <laughs> So the nominees are got Back for Blood, got It Takes Two, Knockout Cities from EA, uh, Monster Hunter Rise from Capcom, New World, which has definitely gotten a lot of conversation around it recently, um, and Valheim, which also had its its uh, 15 minutes of fame earlier this year. So uh, I guess, Chris, I'm going to go back to you on this one. Which one do you think is going to take the crown? Um... If I had to guess, I'm going to guess it's, it, it takes two. Um, and I haven't even played the game yet, but just based on how you've described the game to me and the things I've read, like the game is, it's not just a multiplayer co-op game. It's like, it's it's kind of like trying to force something different that you kind of don't get from what I see in the other games, um, which is going to be giving people a different kind of experience. I just think that that is something that, people really enjoyed what they did with that even though i haven't even played it my damn self so i'm gonna definitely give it the the nod there in terms of a multiplayer experience a lot of the other stuff on the list although still good not necessarily anything new Mm -hmm. i would argue the way how it takes two rolled out was very unique so yeah that's that's what i'm gonna go with Mm -hmm. 
Manny, you you agree with that? Wait, he said Vaham, right? <laughs> no, he said it takes it takes two. <laughs> it takes two. I don't know why I thought I heard Vaham. My bad. I, I spaced out. I was not. I was just looking at the list, and I'm just like, you know, there really wasn't any multiplayer games that really came out this year, like that really struck it. And I'm sure like Call of Duty, Battlefield, Mr. Mark, and all, but and Halo. I'm just like, man, this year was weak. I think, well, I don't think they even consider Halo. I don't think Halo got nominated for anything because I think the time frame. Oh yeah, like Halo is not technically not even out yet, so like right. I can understand why it's not there. And I'm yeah. just like, man, this this is weak. Um, but personally, I'm gonna have to go with Back for Blood just because I miss that Left 4 Dead style multiplayer. Mm. And though like it ain't the greatest, um, you know, it's still really good for what it is, and I like appreciate the fact that Total Rock, you know, the people from valve that made left for dead actually made their own studio and made this and i like how they innovated with like the perk system and everything like that and funny enough i actually started playing the multiplayer but the co-op and campaign itself is like great and i remember actually <laughs> one experience i had was i was the last live in the first uh during the first like chapters or whatever when you're in the ship and you have to blow the bombs <laughs> bro let me tell you i was the last alive and it felt like a movie because I had no, nobody planted the bombs yet. And I have to plant the bombs. So I'm out here running, planting the bombs and everything like that to the ship. And then, like, after I plant the first bomb, I ran back where, um, like, the Jeeps were and everything like that. And uh, hella zombies were coming after me. And I'm just like, yo, what am I going to do? And I realized I didn't plant the um, LMG yet or the little minigun they had at good place. So I placed that real quick, gunned all the zombies down for like a good five minutes because they're like nonstop coming back after me. And then after like it slowed down a bit, grabbed the second bomb, ran it, planted, came back. And bro, it felt like a movie. I wish I, I like could have captured the scene. But you turned into Rambo, guy. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Nah, honestly, yeah, Back for Blood was a really fun time. Like <clears throat> I feel like it's another one of those games we're not talking about enough. Like it didn't really get the shine that it deserved this year. But I will say for this category, um, the answer is real easy for me, man. It's got to be. It's take. It takes two. That game is an absolute multiplayer experience. Like it is. It. I think it will fundamentally change how like co-op games are made in the future, right? Like it. It really does take you on quite an adventure, and like everything from top to bottom in game design is really meant for you to be doing with another person, right? Like high level of communication, just, I don't know, man, it's just a lot of fun. Like, it's really cool. Like it's, it's hard to describe. It's just one of those things you have to play and then you get it. Like it's, it helps you, you know, bond with whoever you're playing it with. Like, it's just so much fun, man. It's it's a lot of fun. Definitely have to say that's, that would be my pick hands down. And if anybody's listening to this or watching this right now, get yourself a buddy, go get the game. It's very fucking good. Go get yourself a buddy, y'all. <laughs> Shout out to them. Especially uh um what was the other one called that they made? The with the prison. A way out. A way out, yeah. yeah. That game was fun. I I respect oh, they, that. Same one. person in both? Mm-hmm. Same studio. Oh yeah, okay. Haze Light. They make some really good games. I'm not gonna lie. They also made that game Brothers, I believe. Very good game. Um I don't think I've heard that one, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So um <clears> moving on, next one. Best sim and strategy. This is going to be a short one, I think. Um, <laughs> it's going to be very short. So, uh, yeah. so we got Age of Empires, 
Uh, we got Evil Genius 2, World Domination. We got Humankind, Inscription, and uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Just want to point out, pretty cool thing, that uh, we got two got two Xbox games on there, two Xbox Game Studios games. So, you know, shout out to Microsoft on that one. Big, definitely a good achievement. Um, for me, I'm just going to say Microsoft Flight Simulator is an absolute marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, if it was down to that or Forza, I would actually say Microsoft Flight Simulator might win out on like the most amazing technical achievement like of the year. I know technically the original game came out last year, but like the fact that they were able to do the things that they did on an Xbox on a console and like make it so that you could fly literally anywhere in the world. Like I I like took off from my freaking uh local literally local airport right here in Plainville and like flew over my own house. I still, that thing still blows my mind to this day. So very, very cool game. So um, for me, definitely flight simulator, but mm. we're going to go around again, Manny, take it away. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played any other ones except for Microsoft flight simulator. Um, Even though age of empires, I should play that because it's on game pass and so give it a chance. But uh, Flight Simulator, especially imported on a console, definitely did a great job for what it was because it is such a huge game with a huge world. I mean, we're literally talking about the Earth that you can literally fly all over and pretty much do whatever you want, you know? Well, not well, everything you want, you know? But just the fact that you get to pick these different planes, these different locations, explore the world, you know, go sightseeing, all that kind of stuff is definitely amazing for you know what you can do in a console game. So I definitely give Microsoft Flight Simulator my nomination for uh best sim. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Chris, what about you? Yeah, why can't I pick the goose game, man? I think that's a good simulator to vote for. <laughs> no, no, I'm also pretty sure that came out last year, but nah, I just joking. All right, what's going on? <laughs> I don't really know a lot about the other games, so I would, by default, kind of have to go with the Flight Simulator. But, <clears throat> yeah, just based on the technological advancements that they kind of made to kind of make this happen, it's just, no. When you tell me that, like, all this was being done via a cloud and a lot of other systems in place to kind of make this all work, to me, that's like, how do I put this? The fact that they got this right and it works so flawlessly it kind of tells me that they can kind of maybe do this with other versions of things too. You know, like I think hopefully eventually maybe we get some kind of underwater thing or some kind of, you know, whatever else, but if they can do this, how they did it, I don't know. I don't see why they couldn't do anything else at some point either. The only thing I would fear at that point is a uh, file size, probably be like 500 gigs, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> It's, just, it's incredible what they did, man. Like, that yeah. shit is wild, man. Like, yeah, no. No, I'll give it to them. Absolutely. Right. I feel like even though, like, it would be, like, impossible to kind of recreate the whole, you know, world's ocean or the Earth's ocean, no, at least, can't. like, a, a simulation of, like, you know, an ocean, that would be pretty dope. You know, maybe a submarine. Some or... coral reefs. Yeah. I want to, but why can't I go down to see where the Titanic even... sank? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's dope. Even though they have a game called Subnautica that I'm sure it's kind of like the same thing. Definitely not to that scale, though, but... Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so let's jump, jump into the next topic. I don't even know if we need to do this one, though. Uh, best sports and racing game? I mean, 
Well, I'm disappointed that two came there, but yo, that probably gave him a little bit of a slap in the face. <laughs> Man, maybe was it that bad? Like, was people really hating that game that much? I thought Not FIFA initially. had worse. I thought FIFA had worse, like of a rep this year than that. I really didn't hear anything about FIFA this year, but well, let's let's get into the, the nominees first before we start doing all that. So, Sorry. so we got F1 2021. We got FIFA 22. Um, we got Forza Horizon 5, of course, and Hot Wheels Unleashed and Riders Republic. So I feel like it's obvious it's, it's, it's going to be Forza. I mean, it's Forza. Yeah. <laughs> it's Forza. <laughs> We are here having debates on whether this is game of the year, and it's in a it's in this this like smaller category. It's definitely Forza, but uh, you know, Manny, do you have any do you have a dissenting opinion on this? I know you've been playing Riders Republic, so it sucks because I feel like if Forza didn't come out this year, Riders Republic would totally take the throne on this one. Yeah, but the fact that Forza Horizon Five came out and. Obviously, that game itself is an amazing technical piece with the fact that, you know, photorealism, graphics, and all that kind of stuff. It sucks, man. I feel like Rider Republic came out in the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that game so much. And it's actually on sale for $25, too. But <laughs> that game is so fun. But yet, Forza, like, it doesn't, it doesn't be Forza, you know? And I'm sorry, Ubisoft, but I appreciate the great game you gave me. I enjoy biking, but I'm open to Ferrari. That's the part one. that kind of kills me, though. Is like Ubisoft actually really killed this, and they're not getting enough recognition because there's the too much other shit going on. <laughs> too many other games. Yeah, to play. yeah. Yeah. Is this? They just like packed everything up in the last three weeks. You know, we got Riders Republic that came out. We got you know Call of Duty Battlefield. Not obviously Call of Duty really the greatest, but you got those COD hype people. Yeah, it still came out though, you know. It's still you know Guardians of the Galaxy came out within that time span, I think, as well. Like Halo it just shut everything. Halo down, Shadow man. dropped. Yeah. Taking over the internet. But it's like all a lot of great games, in my opinion, came out around this time period within the last two months. And it sucks that you know, a lot of great games came out at once, so they're not getting the recognition they deserve. Yeah, so there's so much time in the day, man. Not everybody can play it. Um, but yeah, Chris, you were about to say something, bro. Yeah, no, I, I actually kind of disagree with the fact that it came out at the wrong time. I like that it came out right now. Because um, one one reason being, Riders Republic has the potential to me for when they throw extra shit in there eventually for it to have its day in the sun at that point. Because right now, it's very good, but like you guys said, there's a lot of shit going on, so not everybody's paying attention to it. Give it a couple more months, and once they add more game modes, because I don't see them just sticking to the bikes and the the skis and the what the, the jetpack or whatever. Come on, man. They got some other stuff somewhere. They're going to add other events and blah, blah, blah. I think later on, they'll have their, their heyday mm-hmm. for sure. Um, the, my only pushback with that is, why why not just hold the game back? And, and release it in a time frame that's less crowded and then use that extra time to add all those extra things in there. Because n- now you're like, it's like it's like Titanfall 2, right? Like Titanfall 2 was cannibalized by the success of Battlefield at the time and Call of Duty. Being like mm-hmm. put, like thrusted in between those two games, that game faded into obscurity. Now... Riders Republic's not a free-to-play game. It doesn't seem like it's going... It's designed to be a free-to-play game. Um, so, like, I don't think it it would necessarily benefit in the same way as some of those other games that, like, catch on later would. 
I feel like they hurt themselves by putting it out at the time frame that they did when they could have just waited until like, I don't know, let's say April or something like where we know that there's nothing else really coming out. Wait till April, drop it, have all these extra things that, you know, you didn't have time to put in there. And now you have the hype of being released in a window like games like that. I feel like there a lot of their hype comes from the release window unless you're free to play and you're like a really long withstanding live service game. But then again, I guess Ubisoft is is done pretty well for themselves on that whole live service game model. Like obviously we talked about rainbow six for honor still going pretty strong. So I could see it happening, but I feel like traditionally you're kind of hurting yourself when you're just Mm -hmm. launching in like a crowded window and you're a niche game like that's, that's tough. I feel like they definitely, Oh my bad. Uh, and I was going to say, I, f- I feel like they definitely shot themselves in the legs when they sadly had to, like, push the game back from September to October because that month itself could have been, like, you know, time for that game to have its, you know, spotlight for a little bit. But since they did come out, you know, when it did, sadly got overcumbered by all these other games. So it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. But shout out. Still a good game if you, you know. It's still it's still on sale. Well, probably by the time that was sure. that, that that is one thing though. The fact that it's it's on sale for twenty five for twenty five dollars already on GameStop. Yeah, I could see a situation where maybe it, it pops up in Game Pass and then all of a sudden it grows legs. And I hope that that's what happens for it. Because I, yeah, I kind of think that's where it's gonna happen. You know, yeah, if that does, I'll be upset because I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, I, Game Beast. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Although Game Beast was like cheap, so you Game Beast came out. It was, it was. Game Beast came out like a whole year after, like <laughs> when the oh, oh, the same, bro. Uh, the shared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we jump in. Uh, I, wait, I don't even think we got an answer from you, Chris. Like, what was your pick for this for this category? Best sports. I mean, oh, absolutely. Right. Okay, yeah, just, no, just, just just wanted to hear it. That's all. Yeah. Right, Not FIFA. FIFA. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. All right, jumping over to the next thing here. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is another one of those categories that's going to get cannibalized by one particular game. Um, but we have best family game here. So first nominee here is It Takes Two. Full disclosure, that's my pick. It. Head and shoulders above everything else on this list. But we've also got Mario Party Superstars. We got new Pokemon Snap. We got Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. And then we also got WarioWare. Get it together. So, again, it takes two to me. It's head and shoulders above all these other games. It's like, it's like it takes two and then four Nintendo games. And it shits on all four of those Nintendo games. It's like... Damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, are we in agreement on this? Can we just move on to the next one? Yeah. I'm I'm agree just because I haven't played any of these games, and I know it takes two just because of Hazel Light. So, yeah, right. it takes two. All right. Oh, uh, we're going to skip the best fighting game one because I don't think any of us played that category. Um, But shout out to shout out to the best fighting game. We need more fighting games out here. Um, We need more mainstream ones. Capcom. What you doing? Yeah, I can't wait for the metaverse game or whatever. Was it? It's not metaverse, right? 
the super games? games from us uh, from oh 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 multiverses multiverse yeah, bro can, uh, I can we talk about as, that for a second <laughs> i can't wait to play as old interesting shaggy bro nobody stopped me i'm maining him uh, shout, and shout out for them to make another free to play too because like yeah. that definitely you know like the nickelodeon game i would love to play the nickelodeon game but i'm not paying 40 dollars for it and the worst part about it is like they don't even have the voice actors for the game so it's like yeah. well i don't think we ever talked about that? this have we i don't think we like talked about this on on the podcast so just just yeah, for, have- for you guys if you don't know um wb games I, f- I forget there's like a specific studio making the making the game in conjunction with wb games but they're making um i guess it's their foray into super smash brothers it's called multiversus so it's basically all the wb properties like batman superman scooby-doo so shaggy is a playable character game of thrones so you can play as Arya stark um i'm sure they'll have like the night king and some other people in there but they'll like have scorpion yeah i'm I'm sure of that too like literally all of the wb properties they are throwing them into a fighting game and it just looks like a lot of fun like a lot a lot of fun mm-hmm. um it's gonna be free to play and mm-hmm. yeah i, I think and, next year there's gonna be on this list this best fighting games list for sure oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah. but like it's, I'm just, it's still crazy that, like, you know, you got Nickelodeon's All-Star ba- uh, Brawl, who doesn't have the voice actors, but then you got a free-to-play game, which is going to have, you know, you know more characters as time goes on, have, like, the original voice actors, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just think it's crazy. And the fact that they're doing that just is going to make the game so much fun, because I'm sure Shaggy is going to be having his funny punchlines. Oh, uh, yeah. But when I heard Kevin Conroy's voice on Batman, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. I knew oh. I knew they're the deal, man. <laughs> so shout out to them, bro. Yeah, because they, they came out with the banger out of nowhere. Yeah, there's rumors about this game, and I'm gonna be real with you. When I saw the rumors, I was like, I want to play this shit. And then they actually like showed the video of it. I was like, Oh, hold up, hold up. We talking about my childhood here? Shoot, even if it was forty dollars, I'll pay because <laughs> I just want to be shaggy. I probably pay twenty. I, I think they could have got away with with charging for this one, but. I think the fact that it's going to be free to play tells you that th- there'll probably be some character packs and they'll, you know, be charging oh, people or whatever. Skins, yeah. all that jazz. They're definitely going to like lean heavily on the monetization yeah. side of things and mm-hmm. that's okay. I'm I'm fine with that, you know, yeah. it's free. It's okay. <laughs> as long as long as you do it right, man, and it's not like uh predatory, I am perfectly fine with it. Get get your money how you need to, WB, do your thing. Is Neo from the Matrix going to be in it? I wouldn't be surprised. They didn't. They didn't yo. announce it, but I wouldn't be surprised. I, Maybe Trinity, Trinity or something like that. Again, but I wouldn't yo. be surprised because it would make sense with, agents, you know, with the hype of the movie. Yeah, you throw yo. something out there. I think that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, but looking at the next category, I ain't believe that this game got a nomination. But <laughs> oh come on, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we got our first controversy of the night here. Um, let's get into it. So, best role playing game. We've got Cyberpunk 2077, you know, everybody's favorite game. Uh, we got Monster Hunter Rise. We got Scarlet Nexus. We got Shin Megami Tensei Five, And then we also got Tales of Arise. I'll be real with y'all. Didn't play Shin Megami Tensei Five. Didn't play Tales of Arise, although I've played the other Tales games, and they're, they're very good. Um, but based on those other three, Cyberpunk, I'm, I'm giving it Cyberpunk, man. I just am. 
it's a really good role play game. I I think it's a really good RPG, and I think if people if if they didn't have the bugs, and that's the thing, like I feel like so many people are just like, oh, the bugs, the bugs, bugs. If they didn't have the bugs, this would be an absolutely amazing RPG. I mean, it is an amazing RPG. It's just the bugs are like really just messing people up. So that's me. I'm definitely picking Cyberpunk. I think people need to be need to brace themselves because I'm pretty sure Cyberpunk is going to win this. Um, but <laughs> alas. <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think Cyberpunk will win it. And plus, I know, like, I shit on the game a lot, but honestly, I haven't played the other one, so I would just have to say Cyberpunk's probably going to be the best. <laughs> I do I do like the, um, everything they did, though, with, like, you know, the skill trees and everything like that, and all the decisions you make and all that kind of stuff, so. And it was I'll an amazing it. story, like, they mm-hmm. did a really good job, man. It's, it depresses me that it had to, yeah. like, go down the way it did. Although, yeah, today, today, they... <laughs> We got a we got a patch <laughs> today. They announced that uh, the the next gen patch plus like a big content update is supposed to drop in Q one of twenty twenty two. So <clears throat> we'll see about that. Uh, so what that means is going to take another ten years to uh, release. I, I, <laughs> at this point, I have to assume that they have learned their lesson and they won't speak until they actually know that there's something that's going to happen. So, so. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here because I feel like I, you can't possibly make the same mistake that many times. So, yeah. Bro, the game was $10, bro, like at GameStop. Like, it's that bad. It's but time. It's time to I put mean, that shit on Game Pass, man. I was going to... Even though CD Projekt Red said they had no plans on putting in a pro- Game Pass, I don't buy that for one minute, bro. Yeah. I don't buy mm-hmm. it for one minute. Them conversations definitely happen. It's 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 gonna happen at some point. May not be mm-hmm. like now or at the Game Awards, but I'm I'd be shocked if like after the next gen update happens and maybe like a multiplayer patch happens or something like that. After some of that dies down, it's gonna go on Game Pass. It it has to. <laughs> I feel like it has to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Chris, uh, what's your pick on this category here? Uh, this, I would have to agree with you too. Um, Cyberpunk was a really, really good RPG, and the only thing I think that stopped it from being a, like a good ten out of ten, aside from the bugs, I wish there was more of those little subtle touches in the game that kind of make you go, "Huh." Like, remember when we first played it, and you go through that first mission, and you walk into the hallway, and that lady tries to open her door, and you're like. And you can actually choose to tell her to go back go in her apartment. Inside, yeah. You know, and like, there's not enough of that in the game. If the game was more alive in that way, it would be a 10 out of 10 for me. Like, no, no contest, because those are the things that really make RPGs hit. Like, you know, I remember when uh, Red Dead had first came out, and you could kill somebody in Red Dead, leave, and come back, and their body gonna still be there, and like, decomposing and shit and i'm like yo bro this is a nice detail very graphic i'm sorry but (laughs) i'm like oh wow but it's a nice detail you know what i'm saying it's like they don't have to put that stuff in video games but they decide to do it just so that way you go oh so yeah out of all the games on the list it's easily cyberpunk though but they they still could have pushed it a little further all right all right um all right work yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure Cyberpunk taking that one. So I'm I'm very curious to see 
how that's going to go and what the internet's reaction to it is going to be. That's the thing I'm most. You're going to have your you're going to have your haters, of course. People love to hate just to hate, so it's going to happen. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm hoping that if they win, like this, they use it as like an opportunity to to like show us what the hell is supposed to be coming in this new patch. Yeah, it's like yeah, I I hope that happens. Yeah, well, I, I feel like they're not going to commit to any release dates until it's like coming out that month, like a month before. They're like, all right, bet this is ready to ship. We just doing bug fixes now. We good to go. Like, I, they're not committing to no dates anytime soon. They they just doing Windows right now, target Windows. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't blame them for doing it either. But um, but yeah. Next topic here, guys. Uh, next category, I should say. So, best action and adventure game. So this is going to be an interesting one. I've played every game on this list, and they're all very, very good games. So uh, we got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. We've got Metroid Dread, a very surprisingly good game, guys. God, I really got to give it to you. Um, we got Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. I'm going to I'm gonna save my opinion for last on this one. So, Manny, I'm going to start with you. Which one you got here? It's, it's tough because... Four out of the five are giving to your contenders. <laughs> so, and it sucks because, in my opinion, I think I think all of these are giving what, to they're all they're all great games, <laughs> but I think the one I enjoyed the most was Guardians of the Galaxy. And mm. I know it was probably because I'm you know coming off the hype train of actually just recently beating and all that kind of stuff. But oh my, it was. It was such a great story. I like, and it made me feel connected to the characters. It made me cry a little bit in the end. But what is it called? Like, don't get me wrong. I love Resident Evil Village, but I felt like it was just too short. And you know, some, in some instances, like you know, you don't want a game to be too long because then it feel like it's dragging. But I feel like with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the game was like it was long enough where you feel like you're getting enough money for the content you're getting. Mm. And I feel like it wasn't dragging. I feel like the story was always interesting and all that kind of stuff. So I just like, I feel like, I feel like that game should have been a game to your nominee, man. I'm sorry. I feel like it could have replaced one game. Mm. Like maybe it takes two, but. Oh, whoa. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, I'm 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 gonna I'm have to pick uh, definitely Guardians of the Galaxy. That game was lit. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Manny, <laughs> I mean, sorry, not Manny. Chris, my bad, guys. It's late. I'm tired. It is late. It is late. We're doing this for y'all. <laughs> we doing this for y'all. Um, Chris, yeah, what you got, man? A lot of the games on the list, I actually haven't gotten a chance to play. Like, I played Psychonauts. I, I actually really enjoy Psychonauts. I just haven't got a chance to go back to it yet. Um. It's weird, man, because I haven't even really played Village or or Ratchet and Clank, but to me, just on paper, one of those two probably would take it for me. I almost can guarantee that if I had played Ratchet and Clank, that would be my answer, Mm. because I am a ginormous Ratchet and Clank fan. I think so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that would have caught me, so I'm going to go with that. Okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I got to stay true. I got to stay true. He's going to say Resident Evil. It's Resident Evil. <laughs> of course it's Resident Evil. What are the game is it gonna be? It's me, guys. You know who you're talking to right now? It's me. Resident Evil Village. Absolutely amazing game. Um 
Yeah, Capcom killed it, you know, and they set the stage for I think the the future of what the franchise is going to be. Um, like I, I think the places that they took the story and where things are going to go is going to be very interesting. I love the way they tied the story back into the the origins of Resident Evil. I'll say, um, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing game. Now I will say this much. <clears throat> Up until this weekend, I don't think I would have even considered Guardians of the Galaxy. But that game is amazing. So I totally get why that's Manny's pick. Um, I I ain't going to fight him on it because it really is a really good game, guys. Like, I, I, I'm still kind of beside myself at how much fun I'm, I've been having with it. Like, because the game started, right? I don't I'm not going to like take too much time on this, but like the game started and I was like, all right, like how? Like, this is an interesting gameplay mechanic, but, like, how many different abilities can you give me here? Like, how many different ways can you utilize these characters to help me solve puzzles and do this and do that? And, like, as you go through the game and, like, just the different abilities that you unlock with characters, the ways that you can, like, it's, it's not as linear as you think it would be, too. I just think there's so many things that are really cool about that game. I just, I have to give them so much credit because... I really did not expect Square Enix to do what they did here. So got to show them love. But um, ultimately, yeah, Resident Evil, you already know. Y'all already know, ladies and gentlemen. Can't wait for DLC. They need to bring it. <laughs> Yo, I, so this is a predictions episode, right? I'm telling you, I firmly believe we will be seeing the DLC at the Game Awards. Firmly believe it. And I don't know if like if this is one of those things that they're going to try to do where it's like if they know that a game is going to win, they'll try to like put their segment of whatever they're announcing around that time frame. But a part of me thinks that they're going to win this uh, best action adventure game. And I think this would be the area where they would like get their um, time to like show off whatever thing that they're, sh- they're going to show off next. And I think we're going to get that Resident Evil 4 remake news here, too. So I hope so. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> you know what they say whatever we spit comes into the existence exactly we are here manifesting baby that's it right <laughs> all right so uh so we're gonna get into another interesting topic here um, another interesting category so we got best action it's interesting that they designated action adventure with uh, yeah it makes sense to me so i i, I yeah, definitely won't sense. knock them but um it's just an interesting distinction in my mind so we've got five pretty interesting games to be honest with you one of them i didn't play um, actually, no, two of them I didn't play yet, but I feel like you can kind of get the gist of what <laughs> it's Far Cry is the other one I didn't play. I feel like I kind of know what Far Cry is. So anyways, nominees are Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. So, Chris, <laughs> I, I, I hate to start with you and call you out on this because I know you didn't play any of these games except for Back for Blood. But... um. Yep. What do you think, man? I'm gonna have to answer this the same way I answered the last question. Um, just judging by if I had played any of these, which ones I probably would have won for, it probably would have been Death Loop, just because I'm just waiting for this to hurry up and come out on Xbox. But once it finally does, I'm anticipating a game with an experience that I kind of had before, maybe, but not quite something new per se. So. I'm 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 gonna go with what they did. Everybody that I've seen review the game said that they've done some really innovative things. You guys seem to really love what you guys played. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna just give all my energy to that, even though I'm not fully sure if it deserves it because I ain't played it. But yeah, 
Give it a death loop. Give it a death loop. Well, Manny, what do you have to say, man? Yeah, I mean, out of all these nominations, you know, I can say I only played three of them, but, you know, I wish I played Chivalry, Chivalry too because when that game had his little uh, moment, like, seeing everybody play, the game did look dope. The only thing is I just didn't want to take the risk of sh- uh, shedding out $60 and being disappointed kind of thing. But I'm not going to knock Chivalry too because of not, you know, me being cheap. But... <laughs> That's a fair um, point. Out of all these... um all great games. I think Deathloop takes it because, and in my opinion, uh, like an action aspect of the game, it's really dope. The things you can do, the abilities you can have, um, and the way you can go about doing things is uh, pretty dope. And what I like about it, especially since you know the main factor is you know killing these targets, and the fact that you can do these in different ways is pretty dope. So I, I would have to give it to uh, Deathloop definitely. Um, yeah, so for me, I'd have to say my best action pick is uh, pretty much gonna echo you guys, it's, it's got to be Deathloop here. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed what I played at Back for Blood, like we discussed earlier. Um, Returnal, you know, was what it was back then, but Deathloop is definitely like an, a different kind of experience, you know, in a lot of ways, it's 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 things that we've played before or done before, but never as polished and definitely not done as intuitively as they've done in Deathloop. So I really got to give a shout out to Arcane. I mean, they, they really crushed it there. Um, so yeah, best action game. Uh, the next category is actually going to be best VR, but I think, I think we might as well just skip that one. Cause I think I'm the only person who's played any VR games uh, recently, but best VR. Oh yeah. Yeah. VR. Nah, I haven't touched my VR set in a minute. Yeah. I'm a shout out Resident Evil though. You know, you already know. <laughs> That's why it's probably Hitman Three. <laughs> no, <listen. laughs> oh, um. All right. So let's see here. The next category is going to be best mobile game. Um. I'm actually curious about this one. So, let's see. The nominees are. Fantasian, Fantasian, yeah, we can go with that. Yeah, Fantasian. By Mistwalker, interesting. I didn't know Mistwalker has done anything recently. I might have to go check that one out. Um, so yeah, we got Genshin Impact, which is weird that it's there again because it was there last year, but whatever. Um, we got League of Legend, Wild Rift, Marvel Future Revolutions, and Pokemon Unite. Part of me feels like Pokemon Unite is going to win this one. Um. Mm. I don't have enough experience with any of these to necessarily make an educated guess, but Pokemon Unite just seems like <laughs> Pokemon game on the list. People are gonna love it. I just, I just have a feeling. Um, but yeah, I mean, go around the room again. So, Chris, what do you about you? What do you think? Um, well, I, I haven't played Pokemon Unite, but I do know it's a very, very popular game currently. Doing, it's doing pretty well from what I was seeing. Um, with that being said. I'm gonna say it two years in a row. It'd still probably be Genshin Impact for me. I haven't played that game in a while, but I still very, very, very much wish it was on Xbox. Like I don't know why they are dragging their feet with just porting it over to here too, so I could play it easily instead of having to try to figure it out playing it on my tablet or no kind of other mess. And I know I could plug my shit up to my monitor, but I wish it was just easy. And I didn't have to do that shit, you know. So 
I agree. Ah, uh, man, because whenever I play it, man, and I do touch it, Genshin's really fun. And it has that hook to it that, like, Zelda has it, but, like, Zelda doesn't have this whole mechanic of logging in every day and opening up your uh, packages to get new characters and shit. There's mm. none of that in Zelda. So it's almost like you're excited to log on because you're going to get bonuses and shit just for doing that. And it, it has that portion of RPG stuff tied to it, which is, like, I don't know, an, an extra sprinkle of crack. I don't know how you want to call that <laughs> one, but it didn't make it work. Right. You know? So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go against you, man. All right, sure. Genshin. All right, uh, Manny, what about you, man? Mm. It sucks because out of all these, I've only played Genshin, but I do kind of feel like a Pokemon Unite will win this just because, you know, the amount of attention has been getting recently, um, especially since it has released recently. It just sucks that it's only mobile. I kind of wish it, like, if it ports its way over to, like, PC somehow. I think it's on a Switch as well, but I'm not playing on a Switch, no. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you, fam. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's get into let's get into a couple rapid fire ones here. Um, honestly, I think we can kind of burn through some of these real quick. So starting off with best community support. So the nominees are Apex Legends, uh, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Online, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. I'm gonna just say it right off the bat, Destiny Two don't deserve to be on here this year. Because I don't know if you agree with me or not, they don't deserve to be on here this year. They have not been bringing it content wise. Um, yeah, I'm, but isn't that a different discussion than community support? <laughs> I'm just saying. When I think of community support, right? I think you're doing the things that the community wants you to do. Hmm. Will you say? That the Destiny community feels like Bungie's doing the things that we want them to do. I wouldn't say that, but I also wouldn't say that they're like non-responding and they like they make people wait for answers and like they don't really do that either. So I don't know. I'm not saying they're my pick to win, but it's kind of rough to say this. Like they, they, they should be on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough, man, because they be DMG and them dudes be doing their work. Man. Nah, they really but, do. They like, they are okay. If, if you're talking about it in regards to like responsiveness, and I guess there is a different category for like best ongoing games. So I guess if I was to say anything, I would say that <clears throat> if they were on the best ongoing game, they definitely don't deserve to be there this year. But oh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. If we're talking about <laughs> communication wise, all right, yeah, sure. I'm still not voting for them. I'm putting my voting for Apex Legends. Apex has been killing it. Um, spoiler alert, that's going to be my pick for best ongoing game, probably too, because they really have been killing it. Um, but yeah, Chris. Yeah, Low-key shout out to No Man's Sky, though. Because, like, yo, nobody talks about this shit, but No Man's Sky constantly has updates. And I mean mm. constantly. <laughs> I haven't touched that game in a little bit either, but it's never come off my hard drive. And when I promise you, at least once a week, there's a new update or some other tinkering or some bullshit. They have taken this game and it is their baby, and they are going to continue to just deep, 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 and poke and prod and do whatever <laughs> they need to do to make it as perfect as they want it to be. It's 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 really impressive what they've done with No Man's Sky and the amount of dedication and consistency we're seeing from them now. I don't think they're going to win, but I just wanted to throw that out there for them. I see what y'all's been doing. I respect it. And uh, keep it up. You know what I'm saying? 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, Manny. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's pretty like obvious what I'm gonna pick, and it's probably a biased answer, but I gotta give it to Fortnite, Fortnite? man. I knew it. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> you know, Fortnite. I I I will. I'm realistically gonna give it to Apex, but you know, shout out to Fortnite. <laughs> Shout out to Fortnite for still being here. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there too. Like Apex definitely done it, just because you know they definitely like tailor, you know, the game to the fans kind of thing. But um, all right. So next topic here we got is uh, well, we're gonna technically skip this this topic, but I do want to kind of shout it out. I guess you could say uh, the games for impact category. I think is a, a really awesome idea, and I think it. It, so it's for those of you who don't know, it's about games that tackle um, social issues or, you know, kind of get into to certain topics that really should impact change or, you know, kind of talk about things that we don't normally talk about in the gaming industry, I guess. Um, honestly, the majority of the games here I haven't played, but I just love the idea of this category. And uh, <clears throat> I guess in a sense, it's kind of adjacent to that art um, category that I was talking about, like just giving recognition for. Yeah uh creating art in, in a particular format. Um I, I just love the idea that this games for impact thing exists. Uh but again, we haven't really played any of these games that are on this list. Um Life is Strange is on here, but I didn't get a chance to play that yet. I do kind of want to so yeah same. Yeah. But uh we'll move on to the next one here. So best performance. So this is gonna be an interesting one. Um I'm gonna butcher these names so just tell you all that right now. <clears throat> but we got Erica Mori as Alex Chen from Life is Strange True Colors. We got uh, Giancarlo Exposito as Anton Castillo from Far Cry 6. We got Jason E. Kelly as Cult Vaughn from Deathloop. We got Maggie uh, Robertson as, ooh, as Lady Dimitri from Resident Evil. Mm. And then this one is the one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kill. Um, so I, out of respect, I'm not even going to try to say the name, but... <laughs> Do you guys want to tackle that one? Uh, it looks like it's Ozioma Akaga. All right. Speaking like a true weeb. I love it. I, I mean, I hope that's how I pronounce your name. Sorry if I mispronounce it. Ozioma. <laughs> as, uh, as Julia. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Julieta Blake from Deathloop. Um... Mm. <laughs> All right. Giancarlo Esposito is going to win this purely off of his namesake alone. He will win it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just just being real here. But I think the dude who played Cult, like, he was very entertaining in that role. Like, his little one-liners and, and the shit he was saying, like, he was very entertaining. I kind of hope he wins instead. But, you know, I also can't be mad at Giancarlo Esposito. He's... He's the man. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that's, that's my bias pick. I'll, I'll be honest, you know, just because I love Breaking Bad. My boy did a great job there, and I'm sure he did a great job with Far Cry 6. I just was not paying 60 bucks for that game. <laughs> I think that was on 25 bucks now, too, so, hey. Let's keep it a whole nah, that's 35. Just, yeah, that, that extra 10 dollars, you know, kind of turned me off. I wait, I wait till Christmas. All right, all right. Chris, what about you? Yeah. The whole two Virgils, yo. Come on. Mm-hmm. Y'all know out of everybody on this list, only Esposito got one-liners that you still remember from the trailers. That's kind of where I go with it. 
You know what I mean? Like, I remember distinctly three of them. I remember the one when he's getting interviewed, and he's like, when Yada is paradise, no one will question my methods. So there's that one. Then, remember the one that they showed? It was like a sneak peek thing when his, like, crew found this ship of people that was, like, stolen away or something like that. Yeah. They went underneath, and then, like, they just capped everybody. Yeah. Like, there's some really powerful scenes I know that are in that game, and I haven't really played it yet, but just from the, the trailers, I'm like, man... Juan Carlos Esposito kind of doing his thing, man. Remember the initial trailer we seen when it was him and um, I'm assuming that's his son in the trailer, the the younger kid. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he he yeah. brings brings him out to see all the anarchy and stuff, and he's got the grenade and he can't let it go because if he does, it'll explode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like though, there's some really cool dialogue things happening. Um, at least from what I've seen so far with that character, so I'm uh, I'm going with that. Okay. I mean, I've seen the Life is Strange trailer. I've seen a couple of these other ones, even though I never played them, but none of their characters and them things kind of, like, stuck out to me, like how this one does. This low-key kind of comes across almost like when you have an antagonist in a movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's that's where it's at. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of always been Far Cry's thing. Like, they've had the best villains in gaming. You know, like, they definitely had some of the best performances, hands down. So I think yeah. the profile of Giancarlo Esposito changes things a little bit. Um, but like, you know, like what's the dude's name? The one that people talk about the most, Vaughn or Voss? You mean oh, Voss? Yeah. Voss, yeah. Oh, people, yeah. People talk about him being like the best best video game villain. Da, 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 da. Like so to step it up, you know, a couple notches with someone like this is gonna be interesting. But I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm still pulling for Cult here, man. He was he had a really good performance in that game. I think he's very entertaining. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, somehow snuck up and snatched it from, from uh, Giancarlo. Yeah, from our boy over there. But we'll see. Um, Los pollos hermanos. Los hermanos. <laughs> oh man! All right. So moving up to the next one here. So we got best. Let's see. Best audio design. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna be biased on this one because honestly. Yeah, but I feel like it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so best audio design. So we got Deathloop, we got uh, Forza Horizon Five, we got Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, we got Resident Evil Village, and we got Returnal. I'm gonna just tell y'all right now, the audio in Resident Evil Village is absolutely insane. Got you shit in your pants. Um, very good. But also. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm a pick on this one, but I also feel like the audio design in Forza is wild. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the is, cars sound crazy. Oh, and, like, the fact that you can hear certain cars in the distance, like, not necessarily your own car, like, hear a car, like, zooming by, behind you, like, when you're just roaming the streets and whatnot, not even necessarily in a race, just a random, like, driver car just zooming past you in the distance. Like, the sound design in that game is absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I can pick because the, the spatial audio in Resident Evil, that shit really got me fucked up a couple of times. <laughs> so yeah, those two, I'm very curious to see which one of them is gonna win out. But damn. Yeah, they both they both killed it this year, I think. Um Manny, what was gonna be your pick? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Forza. I feel like the sound design on the cars, and I know people are gonna be like, Oh, but it's just cars, man. But like the direction they went, like they really went into detail with the car um sounds, and it's not just like a basic sound design on like whatever engine you pick. They actually went into detail onto like 
doing like whatever upgrades you actually choose for your car actually impacts the way the car sounds, which is pretty dope because it's like the first time I like in the Forza game that's happened. I know like Need for Speed had it where like you could change like the exhaust note, but like this one actually went to detail with the kind of dissolves you know if you get a turbo supercharger you actually hear the turbo whining or the supercharger whining and then um like i it's just like maybe it's just because i love cars but i just feel like the sound design forza horizon 5 is just like next level when it comes to like racing games so yeah. that's why it is my pick it is very very hard to deny <clears throat> um chris i'm assuming you're you're taking the same route on this one yeah, man, and just to even kind of piggyback off of what Manny just said, like, y'all saw me a couple weeks ago when I gushed over the uh, the haptics and the controller for Forza, right? And I, I'm not saying that the audio is as good as the haptics to me, but they're, like, right behind it. Because, like, like you mentioned, Manny, like, you could hear every change you make on your vehicle. You will hear it right after you do it. Not only that, when I was playing, um, it was either yesterday or the day before, I'm I'm driving free roam once again, and there's a tunnel, big big ass tunnel. I can't remember what section on the map it's on, dude. As soon as your car, excuse me, enters the tunnel, it's like a vacuum happens in your ear. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't I haven't had a video game do that ever. No Grand Theft Auto game, no Need for Speed game I've ever played. No none of these games have ever given me the sensation of yo I'm in a tunnel. Just via my headset and and the controller, hey, man. I tell you, man. <laughs> like, yo, it's crazy, man. It is crazy. Um, and not only that, it's gonna make everything sound different from your tires, your braking, your your when you drift, um, like all of it, man. It's just so well detailed, bro. So well detailed. Crazy, 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 man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, I hit that tunnel and it just it it's weird, man. It's like a, a sensation that you you're familiar with, man. But like you're not used to it being in a video yeah, game and just being yeah. in the Yeah, it doesn't happen that way. So it's the, weird. It's the weird. thing I love about that experience too, like what you're describing is <clears throat> the way the audio also gives you a sense of your own speed. Right? Like mm-hmm. like the way you hit that tunnel, like the mm-hmm. I don't know, the, the, the it's hard to describe but just the way like it makes you feel when you're just like going fucking 150 200 like like it's it's weird man it's it's dope as hell but weird at the same yeah. time yeah. All right. yeah um i mean yeah that's, that's a pretty general consensus on that force one man force force i think might be going home with a lot of stuff this year uh, yeah i think so too for sure. this year um all right so getting to the next topic here so we've got best score and music which I think is a, a pretty cool uh, category. So <clears throat> Cyberpunk is the first nominee here. We also got Deathloop, um, Near uh, Replicant version, a whole bunch of numbers that I'm not going to say. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and the Artful Escape. So I think I know what Manny's going to say here. So I'm going to start with you, Chris. What's your uh, pick on this one? Um... <laughs> A lot of these games I have not played. I think I've only played what, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, yeah. Cyberpunk. Uh, I mean, Cyberpunk's I. This is <laughs> it's, uh, hard for me to give you an answer here. It is until a game can top Mass Effect two in in music and sound effects. It, it, it's gonna be a while. So you might as well just get me on this one. I don't got no answer for this one. I don't even know. I have no idea. <laughs> 
because I'm telling you, remember, Mass Effect 2, when you go in that Afterlife Club, there is no feeling like it. There is none. Man, I walk in that bitch, and I'm like, bro, it is lit in there, yo. Yeah, and I'm that game is old as shit. But, yo, I'm telling you, man, that Afterlife Club, yo, they better put that in the metaverse, bro. I'm in there. <laughs> Your boy's in there. Oh, God. I think Mass Effect 2, I mean, I don't know. Outside of of that moment that you just articulated, I don't know if the score and the music was, like, really hitting like that. Yo, that one, listen, Afterlife was hitting enough. All right? (laughs) That shit was the shit, dog. Denzel's like, I don't know what he's on. I don't know what he's on on that one, but hey. hey. Um, Manny, I mean, you might as well just go ahead and say it. Yeah, I mean, it got to go with near replicant version one point. Wait, yeah, one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine. <laughs> no, they stop. What a name! But realistically, well, my answer got to go to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. We're talking about scoring music. We're talking about the best soundtrack in video game history. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Two. <laughs> <Whoa. It's- laughs> <laughs> Yo, Betty is a prisoner of the moment. I respect it. That's an history. I, I respect it, but you are the a prisoner of bro. the moment. Soundtrack is great. The soundtrack is great. Maybe not history, but like, bro, just the way like some of the music cues in the certain situations, bro. And like, one thing I love about the game the most is so there's this uh, rally up thing where you can huddle with your boys and like. You know, you give a speech. If you fail the speech, you only get a boost. But if you like pass the speech, to everybody gets a boost. And nothing hits more than when you hit the right speech, and everybody's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then they play like, <laughs> "I'm never gonna give you up." <laughs> they got Rick Roll in that shit. Yeah, bro, they got no way they gave roll. him a bag. They gave Rick Roll a bag, bro. <laughs> and then and then they got the um, I need a hero. Oh my god, that that bro, that song is perfect for the game. But bro, like. They have a bunch of freaking the, the, banging music. Basically, huh. to set to like paint the picture for you guys, like I mean, if anybody has watched the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, you understand that mu- music is a large part of like Peter Quill, who, who he is as a character, um, mm-hmm. and then how they've incorporated it in the movies. <clears throat> Basically, they took that ph- philosophy and like put it into the game, right? Like certain songs hit at certain times to convey particular feelings or emotions about the battles that you're going into and it's just like potent it just hits so uh as far as that goes like yeah i mean it's an easy pick like it's it really is like one of the best soundtracks i would say one of the best in gaming history the way it's used um but it's also licensed songs so like that's a tougher argument to it is true that's that's the only thing that, that sucks but I just feel like the way they used it in the game definitely deserves its uh, at least some kind of attention. A thousand percent, a thousand percent agree. And y'all might as well give this shit G O Y. The way y'all talking about this game tonight, y'all might as well. Now, Chris, yeah. not Chris, uh, Denzel's shit. like, Chris. listen, shit. We, we, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get yeah. there. I know, I'm just saying, but shit. <laughs> I gotta check out this card. I, bro, I'm telling you, you really do have to check it out. It's very, very good. Very it's good. Definitely a sleeper. Yeah, for sure. Easy, easily. Like, uh, spoiler alert, guys. We we trying to we're trying to plan out a uh, 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 end of the year awards show for for the podcast. So any of you guys listening out there, you know something we're we're talking about. 
we're going to have to have a, a sleeper of the year category. And I'm going to just tell you right now, that's going to be Mania, my pick, easily. Mm-hmm. Easily. So, yeah, no, that game is very, very good. Very good. Um, anyways, moving on. Got to speed this up a little bit because uh, we've got a couple couple more things to go here. So, let's see. What do we got? Um, best art direction is the next topic here. So, we've got uh, Deathloop as a nominee. Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rifts Apart, and The Artful Escape. So we're just going to go right down the line here. Um, for me, The Artful Escape is going to be my pick. I think that game is very interesting as far as its design overall, um, like art, artistic design, I should say. Um, all these games on this list deserve to be here, but for me, mm-hmm. Art, Artful Escape is the most unique to me. Um, so, Manny, go to you. Um, it's hard because like it's in between for me, Ratchet and Clank and Psychonauts too, because I like the art style they did with Psychonauts. Mm. So I'm probably just gonna lean more towards. I feel like I'm just gonna go with Ratchet and Clank though, just because overall the game is beautiful, and even though it is something that we kind of seen in the past, and like, I just think that like with the way they have everything, like with the wrist and all that kind of stuff, like how you can just like transfer into dimensions and the way the, the dimensions look and all that kind of stuff, I gotta give it to them. Okay. Okay. Chris, what about you? Um. Yeah, I probably give it a Ratchet and Clank just because it's it's gorgeous, man. Just from, just from seeing the trailers and the mm-hmm. gameplay footage, it is it is gorgeous. Especially um when they do the whole rift in time mechanic or whatever, like mm-hmm. that stuff looks super cool while they do it. So that would be me. Okay. But um, I I would have to say I definitely like the the way the rifts are designed too. So I, I feel you on that one. Um. All right, so next one is going to be best narrative. So we've got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, <laughs> honestly, this, this game's showing up a little bit more than I was expecting. Yo, so I don't know if we could, I don't know. Like, apparently, people are really giving it more credit. Um, but yeah, Psychonauts 2 is, is the last nominee here. So <clears throat> let's see. So best narrative. Ah, man. That's a tough one because I really yes. think Deathloop, It Takes Two, and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy are like all very good as far as their narrative structure. Um, I like the un- the I like the way the narrative plays out in Deathloop probably the most. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Deathloop. That's gonna be me. Mm. Chris, what about you? Um. Let me look at these. Uh, also, just a reminder gonna, that we we got a whole discussion on game of the year, so let's speak. Yeah, I think I might have to go with Psychonauts. I guess. Um, yeah, Psychonauts. All right, Manny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're in my pick. I'm gonna have to go with Guardians of the Galaxy too, <laughs> just because I like the whole narrative direction it went, especially with the fact that you choose what you say can affect the whole game kind of aspect, mm-hmm. and that it creates different conversation lines and everything like that. And like some, you know, like I said, yo, I got a little feely in the end, so like I definitely got to give it their credit where it's due. So shout out to Marvel's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, all right, bet. Um, all right, let's see here. So we got skipping the best debut indie game because I don't think we've played the majority of the games on this list. Um, actually, I'm not really sure if all of us have played the games on this best indie games list, but I do think it's something to talk about a little bit. Uh, so best indie game, we got 12 minutes, uh, Death's Door, Kenner Bridge of Spirits, Inscription, and Loop Hero. 
I have no mm-hmm. idea what the heck Loop Hero is, and I want to check it out now. Um, do you guys have you guys heard of that game, Loop Hero? Never. Devolver. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the other thing I saw. It was Devolver. I was like, all right, yeah. We yeah there's three Devolver games. Might, have, <laughs> might have take a little peek, peek. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, my pick is gonna be Death's Door. That game is actually really cool and interesting. Um, I thought my pick. <laughs> if you had shown me this before 12 minutes it came out, I would have been so sure that 12 minutes would have been the game I would have picked. I do think it's very interesting and unique, but man, it just fell flat for me in particular. Uh, so yeah, Death Door is gonna be it for me. Uh, yeah, so. I would have to. Uh, I would have to echo. You know, Death's Door mm. definitely like blew my mind out of the, all these other indie games. I haven't got to play Twelve Minutes, sadly, but you know, with what you guys say, kind of like turn me off. So I don't want to play Twelve Minutes in Twelve Minutes, and you know, feel disappointed. <laughs> I still think you should try it because it's free in Game Pass. Yeah. But true, just set your expectations. Very weird. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um. Chris, did you pick? Yeah, no, my I guess I'm gonna just go with 12 minutes because it's the only game on the list I played. Um, even though I do echo what you guys were saying, especially you know, it's not what we thought it was going to be. And for extra, you know, slow folks like myself, it doesn't really have a lot of forgiveness for when you mess up repeatedly in the game, you have to start <laughs> from scratch every time. So, you know, it's it is what it is, but I would have to go with that one just by default. Okay. Um. Let's see here. So what do we got next? Oh, best ongoing game. I already gave my answer, so I'm not gonna give it a gift. But uh, we got Apex Legends is nominee. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy Online, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. So Manny, what do you got? It's tough because, like, I want to sit. It's in between Apex and Fortnite, just because you know it is incredible how Fortnite staying this relevant for this long. But I'm gonna just have to overall give it to Apex. Um, they really did a good, you know, fan service for these last couple of seasons, and especially, um, you know, staying, keeping the battle royale genre relevant because Warzone died real quick, and not real quick, but the game definitely lost. It definitely, it definitely had a it had its run, had a good run. Oh, yeah, and, sure. yeah, and Fortnite being Fortnite, but Fortnite. Shout out to Apex. All right. Um, Chris, what about you, man? Um, on here. Yeah, I know. Shit. I know. I would have to say... I'm just going to go with Fortnite just based on like what they've done over all this time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the fact that they are still very much relevant. Um, they're still pushing the needle in certain cases. You know, a lot of their live event stuff is really, really cool how they do that. Because that's also... Another avenue in gaming that I think a lot of other games really fuck up really badly. I mean, speaking of Destiny, how long did we wait in that tower for that damn ship to blow up? That shit took like an hour plus for that mm-hmm. to happen. It was just bad. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to definitely go with Fortnite. Fortnite is impressive. That game is totally not for me, but again, I respect it. And uh, it's, a, it's a monster out here still after all this time. Yeah, it's, it's it's still a juggernaut for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got uh, next one up here. We got best game direction. So this is always an interesting category here. Um, I wish they'd given a description this time around because, I mean, I, f- I feel like we kind of understand what, what it means, but I'd be curious to, to see what the voters or I guess the, the people who are nominee, nominating it, like what they're looking for per se. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, best game direction. So the nominees are Deathloop. It takes two, Returnal, 
Psychonauts 2 and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh for me, I'm I was personally very torn between Deathloop and It Takes Two. But the more I thought about it, um, I just feel like I've never really seen a game do the types of things that It Takes Two has done. And you know, I've I've mentioned it before. Like really just from top to bottom being very much designed around co-op and um, how that experience just kind of permeates through everything that you do. So, yeah, it takes two is going to be it for me. Hmm. Not a bad pick. Not a bad uh, pick at all. Yeah, so uh, I guess, Chris, we'll start with you this time around. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to echo what you're saying, um, especially in terms of like a direction, because I almost confused that with like narrative, but like if we're talking about just straight direction, that tells me, you know, the game studio had an idea of what they wanted to accomplish. And they executed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would I would have to go with the takes too. I just based on everything I've read and again talking to you. Yeah, I'd go with that one. For sure. Okay. <clears throat> um, that's a tough one because like for me, it's in between like Ratchet and Clank and Deathloop. Um my reasons are uh Ratchet and Clank, I like the direction they went with like using the power of the SSD and uh, to use, like, these rifts in-game and be able to, like, essentially have, like, multiple worlds and, like, one level kind of thing. So I did, like, that kind of direction that they went with and Deathloop for, like, having, you know, this direction in the sense of, are you trying to break out of this loop in order to do it? You got to kill these six targets in three time loops or three... uh, time slots and you got a guy chasing you not pretty much all the time so like i do like the direction of that as well especially since you'd be able to do it your own way um so i'm gonna have to give it a death loop because i feel like it's more innovative for how like they made their game pretty much okay definitely not a bad pick um all right so we got the the big one here guys it's the uh the game of the year so it's, it's, oh, wow. it's gonna be a fun topic here. All right. Um, so we got the nominees starting off with Death Loop, it takes two, um, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. So who wants to start? I feel like Chris gotta start. Oh, I gotta start. <laughs> Because <laughs> I already know uh, what the second will say. <laughs> I don't know. Do you? I don't know. If I had to pick out of these ones that I got in front of me, I'm, oof, the, the Metroid is killing me. <laughs> it is killing me. Um, yeah, a lot of these things I haven't really played too much. I played Psychonauts a little bit, and the rest of these things on this list I haven't touched at all. Uh, I'm going to be 100% real with y'all. My, 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 my winner isn't on the list, so... I'm gonna just leave it at that. Uh, I I really think it should go to Forza, but that's just me. That's just me. I'll just leave it right there. Leave it right there. You're not the I'm only one who thinks that, so. Yeah, man. Uh, no, it's just come on, <laughs> come on. All these, none of these. These guys put in work, but like the the detail that's in Forza is unmatched right now, in my opinion. So nope. Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. I reward that. Manny, what is uh, what's your pick, man? No it's preference. tough. 
it's tough because it's like in my opinion in between three you know ratchet and clank resident evil and death i thoroughly enjoyed all three games but it's tough because i feel like Maybe I'm going to be biased about this one, but I'm going to have to go with Resident Evil Village. Even though, you know, I wish Guardians of the Galaxy was there. But who? I guess I'll, I'll live to live another day with it, without it. But uh, Resident Evil Village, by far, like, you know, one of my favorite Resident Evil games recently, especially since the direction they took of it being, like, this first-person horror where you actually, like, is more horrifying, I guess you could say. And, <clears throat> you know, the way they ended, ended uh, you know, Ethan's storyline, I felt like was great. And I just, you know, got me wanting more. So I'm gonna have to go at Resident Evil Village. The game was good. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly very shocked that you picked Resident Evil, Manny, but yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I'm here for it, man. I, I like I love the game so much and I know I'm not showing it as much as I would, you know, with Guardians of the Galaxy, but it was freaking awesome, bro. Like oh, I loved it so much, just the way everything like panned out. And I I gotta replay it, man. I was a little disappointed with the mercenaries mode, but like other than that, everything else was just perfect. Yeah, the mercenaries mode I could have done without, but um but yeah, the the game was just beautifully done. Like I I've loved every moment that I that I spent in that world and i'm very much looking forward to going back when they drop that dlc um so yeah with that being said i mean I, i'm i'm probably i'm gonna go with resident evil as well um mm-hmm. for me it definitely boiled down to death loop it takes two and resident evil and i honestly really would not be surprised if it takes two ends up winning out outright um but yeah resident evil was just an absolute blast like i really enjoyed the way the story went down i think it it's kind of pushed uh survival horror forward a little bit more um i just love a lot of the innovation that they've done in in the game and the fact that the the four bosses really encapsulated a very different element of survival horror or horror in general um you know lady dimitri and like the the vampiric essence of things um the Silent Hill nature of, um, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the house, but <clears throat> Manny, you know the house that I'm talking about. Yeah, with um, the doll. Yeah, with all the dolls and whatnot. Um, that like really reminded me of, of Silent Hill. Um, and yeah, you know, without spoiling the rest of it, really, like the, just different elements that really crept its way through. And I just love the way the story was tell, told. Um, so Resident Evil has definitely got to be it for me. But mm-hmm. I will say... Forza should have been on this list, man. It really should have. It's it's really a shame. I agree. Travesty. Yeah. I feel like it's not just because it's a racing game. Yeah, I mean, but we we talked about this before. You know, it's it's. I knew it was gonna happen. I knew it wasn't gonna get on the the list. You know, it it it, it stuck right where it was supposed to be, which is the best sports and racing thing. But um, yeah. Uh, Any Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> yeah, nobody ain't gonna tell me. That Metroid deserves to be here more than Forza. That's my last final thing I will say for the night. Because I, 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 I really, I honestly think, no bullshit, Metroid's there because, and I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's there because it's the Nintendo pick. They got to throw a Nintendo game in there somewhere, and I think that's the one they came up with. It, but 
uh, it just uh, it feels gummy. <laughs> it feels I, gummy. That's how that's how I kind of feel about Psychonauts too. I feel like feel, yeah, Forza I, yeah. as the Xbox pick. But I mean, technically, Deathloop is. That's a, that's a I know that, if Deathloop wins, Microsoft's still winning. <laughs> yeah. Either way, but so. um, yeah, that, it's definitely a shame not to see Forza, especially of how much of an impact it has gaming, as well as like the technical aspects that they achieved with the game itself. So it's it's a shame, you know. But in the end of the day, we got the official list, and I'm hoping that Village takes it. I really hope so too. Uh-huh. I mean, I want Village to be taken. Yeah, and hopefully drop more DLC. <laughs> definitely drop some more DLC for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I really would love if, if uh, Village got the recognition that it deserved because it's just mm-hmm. a fantastic game. But I, I really wouldn't be mad if I mean, except for maybe Metro. But I wouldn't be mad if any of these games won. To be quite honest with you, so. mm-hmm. y'all have an argument for sure. Yeah, I can't say anything about Metro because I haven't played it. And I heard a lot of people enjoy it except for the aspect of it being very hard and you can't change your difficulty. And it takes two. I'm hearing a lot of people enjoying it. So I really can't, you know, I'm not going to say it shouldn't be up here. But, you know, if I had to replace one of those for Guardians of the Galaxy and Forza, you know, I would. <laughs> Love him some Guardians, boy. God Bro. Yeah. I'm I'm in a hype dream. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably going to die down eventually, but I... I I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy very much. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Well, I think this is probably a good place to wrap it up because we've been been going for some time now. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see uh, December 9th what, what who's going to win, you know, what games are going to get announced. Um, we will definitely be live co-streaming it. Uh, we're going to be up on Twitch and on our YouTube page, If you know, for those of you guys who are watching it right now. Um, with that being said, you know, we'll let's get out of here, Manny. You started off, and where can the people find you? You already know, you can find me guarding the galaxy at Goomaster Flex on twitch.tv. <laughs> Let me live, Chris, as well as uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, Goomaster Flex underscore. You already know, hit your boy up. Word, word, hey, Chris, what about you, man? Yeah, I already know, man. Um, I'm on everything at M A Y two five T H X X, and that is on everything. Let me up, y'all. Pen pal, oh, I'm pen palin. Nah, do it, do it, guys. Pen palin. Let him know. That shit is hella whack, yo. You ain't gonna get no response. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, guys, for me, you already know I'm Black Eyes Eight on pretty much everything: Xbox, PlayStation, Twitter, Twitch.tv slash Black Eyes Eight. Um, again, the only difference is on TikTok and Instagram, it's going to be Black I Say underscore gaming. And uh, also make sure to check out the podcast uh, social medias. Instagram, it's at XPAC pod. And on TikTok, it's expansion pack podcast. So thank you guys again for watching and listening. Check you guys out next week. Peace. Stay gooping. Yeah.